Hello, friends. This is La Sirena Magdalena welcoming you to another episode of Jazz Ready. You got to be ready for the Be Here Now so you can be here tomorrow. And with deep joy in my heart, I welcome you to a very special episode featuring a person who is beloved throughout the world and who deserves to be a beloved a person who is dedicating this episode to our dear friend, composer, baritone saxophonist, and scholar who you've heard me mention on this program many, many times, Fred Ho. And this featured artist is Dr. Royal Hartigan. Now, Royal would not want me to call him Dr. Royal Hartigan, even though he's got a couple of PhDs to his name. But the thing about Royal Hartigan is the PhDs don't bring honor to him. He brings honor to the title of PhD by the person that he is as a composer, a musician, percussionist, pianist, and tap dancer. There is so much going on in this man, and you would never know it walking by him on the street, the most humble, quiet, unassuming man who inside is a giant in the world of music, especially global music. And I just wanna say how grateful I am that because of Fred Ho, I've had the opportunity to spend time with Royal Hartigan, Dr. Hartigan, and I have spent time with him in performance and informally at one of the best dinners I ever had in my life. <laughs> and Royal Hartigan was treating. Wow! <laughs> it was a dinner I could never afford myself. And I remember how much fun the three of us had, Fred, Royal, and myself. Just so much laughter and banter and the thing about Royal Hartigan is that he really gives you the space to be fully who you are. And there is never any judgment, only love. And I'm very grateful that I've had the privilege and the honor of knowing Royal. Royal Hartigan is a percussionist, pianist, and tap dancer who has studied and performed the music of Asia, Africa, Europe, West Asia, and the Americas, as well as African-American blues, gospel, funk, hip-hop, and jazz traditions. He travels to Ghana, West Africa most years to learn and perform traditional drumming and dance, connecting them to the African-American jazz tradition. A Fulbright Scholar to the Philippines in 2006, and Ghana in 2014. His works include four books and DVD on African and world music for drum set, four double CDs with his Blood Drum Spirit Ensemble, and over 40 CDs with Fred Ho's ensembles and others on the creative music scene. Royal has produced a film directed by Sarah Petinella from his Blood Drum Spirit 2015 and 2017 tours of Ghana. We are one. It is so beautiful, folks. It's a film you want to see, especially at this time. It will just lift up your soul. 
Its theme is connections among global traditions, African music, and jazz. But I assure you, it's so much more than that. You will feel the passion and presence of Royal Hardigan in this film, but in such an understated way as he gives space for others to shine as he always does. The film has been accepted at numerous festivals worldwide, and it has a site online, which I recommend you go to wearewonethemovie.com. And there's also a trailer on YouTube, but wearewonethemovie.com. Go there first. The group is presenting the film across the United States, Africa, and Asia in 2019 and 2020. Royal has also released a new double CD entitled Time Changes. And that is his most recent work from 2019. And in a short while, you'll be hearing from Royal himself as he gives you some of the history of his meeting and relationship with Fred Ho. Royal Hardigan is living history. He is a legacy. And this episode is his music. It is his dedication to Fred Ho, our beloved friend. And it is also an opportunity for you to learn about one of the greatest musicians of our time, Royal Hardigan. Hold on, we'll be right back. I know that once this episode concludes, you're going to want to know more about Royal Heart again. So three places where you can start is royalheart.com, R-O-Y-A-L-H-A-R-T.com, wearewonethemovie.com, and blooddrumspirit.com. Again, blooddrumspirit.com. Dear listeners, here's how the episode is going to go. First, you're going to hear from Royal Hardigan as he tells you how he met Fred Ho and how they became friends and collaborators, some real-life history. Then you're going to hear Royal Hardigan's blues from Mr. Charlie and Miss Anne drum solo from 2014. Then I'm going to read you the liner notes after you've listened because these are liner notes like you've never heard and I've never read before. Next you're going to hear his arrangement of St. Louis Blues and then I'll follow it up with the liner notes. This is an opportunity for some very active listening and for you to return to the music after you've heard the liner notes because they will open up a whole new world to your listening and I encourage you so much to take this time for yourself. In these very harsh days of pandemic and chaos throughout the world, it is so important that we take time to heal, to feel, and to feed our imaginations as well as our souls. And Royal Hardigan is here to help us do just that. Here he comes, Royal Hardigan. I first met Fred Ho in 1973-74 when I was studying at UMass Amherst with Archie Shepp, Reggie Workman, and Max Roach. 
I played in jazz sessions with Fred, and what struck me was his dedication and intensity, even at the age of 16, with the music, playing the baritone saxophone. I next saw Fred in the summer of 1986 at a World Music Symposium at Wesleyan University. He invited me to play for a concert and a workshop, and since I had just studied Beijing opera, I added those gongs and cymbals to my drum set, and it really worked well. A year later, he invited me to join his Afro-Asian music ensemble to perform in San Francisco, and then Milan, Italy, and record for Black Saint Soul Note there before returning to San Francisco for his theater work dedicated to the Philippine people in the U.S. entitled A Song for Manong. These were the beginning of a 27-year musical relationship with Fred and all his many ensembles from duos to his Afro-Asian trio, his Afro-Asian music ensemble, which was a sextet, his Philippine Kulintang jazz ensemble, Journey to the West Orchestra with Chinese traditional master artists, dancers, actors, singers, and other indigenous artists from China, from Japan, from Korea, from Africa, from the Caribbean. His work through all these years in large and small ensembles, the last ensemble of which was his Green Monster Orchestra, was an inspiration to me because at every turn he wrote original cutting-edge material for theater with dancers and actors, singers, instrumentalists, visual artists, concept artists, philosophy, everything. And everything he wrote had a uniqueness to it. It was his own personal voice. And it stood in almost every case for a better world, for social justice, for the revolution necessary to change humanity, to raise its consciousness. And in these things, he was unyielding, uncompromising. He gave everything he had to the music as an unequaled baritone saxophonist, as a band leader, as a composer, a arranger, a writer of books and articles, a lecturer, an advocate, a revolutionary in every sense. These qualities in all his ensembles, large and small, in all his compositions, large and small, were one of the central forces in my life, musically and personally. And I feel his body of work is equal to that of Duke Ellington, Charles Mingus and their large works, and Richard Wagner. In addition to all these qualities that it was an honor to be part of, what moved me and still does to this day, and as long as I live, was Fred's personal qualities. His insights 
into the deeper truths of planet Earth, his complete dedication to fighting and struggling for a better world and to expressing that in his music, in his incredible diverse music, and in his closeness to all of us and to me personally as a brother in the struggle. I look forward to the day when we can reignite his music in new ways as he would have wanted because his voice needs to be heard now more than ever on this planet with depth and integrity and beyond. Fred, I keep you in my life, in my music, and in my heart forever. In Blues for Mr. Charlie and Miss Anne, inspired by James Baldwin's landmark play, I speak the tonal names on drums of a few individuals in the 20th and 21st centuries, among the millions of African Americans who have been victimized over the centuries. Emmett Till, Money, Mississippi, 1955. Two snare stick shots and one mounted tom stroke. Rodney King, 1991, Los Angeles, California. Two floor tom sounds and one mounted tom tone. Amadou Diallo, New York, 1999, floor mounted, floor toms, bass, drum, toms, flam, bass, drum. Trayvon Martin, Sanford, Florida, 2012. Two high toms, floor tom, bass, drum. Sandra Bland, Waller County, Texas, 2015. Michael Brown, 
Ferguson, St. Louis, Missouri, 2014, both with two bass drum strokes and one tom flam, as well as the four-stroke Black Lives Matter, high, high, mid, low toms, two high toms, floor tom, bass drum, short fragments implying a 21-8 groove felt as 3-7 pulse heartbeats connect some of the name phrases. This leads to a dense rolling section representing the horrors of violence, like Max Roach's duet with vocalist Abby Lincoln in the protest, protest section of his composition, Triptych, Prayer, Protest, Peace, part of his 1960, We Insist, Freedom Now Sweet. 60 years later and counting, this response still rings true.
That was St. Louis Blues arranged by Royal Hardigan 2014. My arrangement of Mr. Handy's composition begins with a snare military style statement of the 21 8 time cycle joined by bass and piano in a four cycle vamp, followed by a soprano saxophone statement of the first St. Louis Blues theme. This leads to the second theme played twice over a seven dotted quarter beat feel whose time span equals the 21-8 pattern. I interpret this section as a New Orleans second line groove with toms and snare. The third theme is set in 24 bars of fast seven eight time and moves to the bass solo on the first theme over its original groove. Art and I play stop time during Wes's solo as another connection to the New Orleans style. Art's solo begins alone in a ragtime style in seven beats and we join him in a seven beat swing feel grooving out to the edge. David's saxophone solo drives us over the fast 7-8 feel that becomes a swing in fast 7. We then restate the three themes followed by a coda from the last four cycles of the third theme, saxophone, piano, and bass exit, leaving drums to dissolve the third theme groove with ending snare drips symbolizing the blood of those lost but not forgotten. Now, whether you are a musician or not, I believe you can feel those liner notes. You can feel those rhythms and doesn't it make you want to learn more? And doesn't it make you want to listen again and feel? feel what you just listened to. You may not understand it if you're not a musician, but you will definitely feel it if you're listening and if you listen again. And I want to thank you all. I want to thank, first of all, Dr. Royal Hardigan. I want to thank Fred Ho, who is always present on Jazz Ready and has brought so many of us together, including Royal Hardigan and myself, for which I am so grateful. I want to thank all of our listeners on Jazz Ready and thank you for sharing the links to keep sharing the love. And take the time, really take the time to listen to this music, to listen to this episode and heal and feel and learn some history for the soul. I look forward to feeling you again soon so together we can be jazz ready, ready for the be here now to come together in the passion of music and all that it has to teach us. We gotta be. <laughs>